kira koutou me nga tangata te moana nui e kiwa. Nga mihi nui, welcome to the podcast series for the Waitui Atia Exhibition. In this track, Sue Berman talks with Sela and Janelle about their shared excitement in the discovery of heritage collection content for the Tongan case. Cool. Um, Maloi Lele, ko koingo, ko Sela Tupomun. Um, so my name is Sela Tupomun. I am the Senior Library Assistant um, Pacifica for Waitakere Central Library. So I overview um, the Pacifica collection, um, events and everything like that and really excited to be part of the exhibition. Malo Lele, Gohokuhingo, Go Janelle Augsburg. So um, my name is Janelle Augsburg. Um, I'm the Prime Minister's Pacific Youth Award intern um, with Auckland Council, and I've been very blessed and I'm very honoured to be um, working, to be brought onto this project and to be um, working alongside Sela. Um, learned so much about my uh, culture that I didn't know about before. Tell me about the invitation to participate and what has actually been involved for you. Um, so for me, um, I know back uh, end of last year, we had a Pacifica specialist uh, get together and we first heard about Darren's idea for the exhibition and um, so Waitui Atea and um, he gave us a bit of background on um, on what he was thinking and the, um, that was just kind of like an introduction to the exhibition. It was only later... Um, when Eleanor sent out an email um, asking if a few of us wanted to help curate the Tongan case for it, where I, I kind of just straight away jumped on at it. I was like, yes, please, yes, please. <laughs> I would love to, um, just to go through um, our collection. Like, I've never seen any of this stuff. Um, a lot of the things I didn't know we had, um, anything historical and anything related to the Tongan culture, I'm always up for and Mm. just you know yeah just getting to look through it has been really really great um it doesn't feel like work which is the best thing too like it's definitely something you would do in your spare time but yeah that's kind of how I jumped on board I pretty much just jumped at the chance to curate and go through everything yeah I started with libraries at the beginning of this year and um I've kind of been following around Eleanor who's the Pacific Pacifica advisor for Auckland libraries and um, she's been um, really cool and was said, if there's any projects that you think are interesting or want to look into, then let me know. So when I saw this, I was like, whoa, this looks really cool. A lot of the things that um, libraries had, I had no idea. And I shared a few of the um, historic books and things that we had in libraries. And a lot of my friends were like, wow, this is so cool. I didn't even know these things existed. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh my goodness, libraries does so much more and has so much more than I ever knew about um so um not only has this exhibition like opened my eyes to a lot about the Tongan culture it's also opened my eyes to Auckland libraries and the work that they do and the stories that they hold that uh I'm sure a lot of our people don't even know about yeah so this is a photo album from um from 1928 so there was a a tour of the South Seas Islands um so it's not just um photos from Tonga in here Right. I think they go from Fiji, um, Tonga, Samoa. Um, they even visit Vava'u, which is another um, island in Tonga. And just going through all of these images, it's interesting seeing the differences from then to today. Like even this photo, just looking at that vehicle, <laughs> it's, like, that's, it's like a foreign land to me. <laughs> um, 
and there's in only terms one. of thinking yeah yeah and thinking and that's for so many people yeah yeah that's <laughs> pretty yeah. curiosity yeah i love this caption though the crowd on the wharf watching our departure that's definitely something that's still we still think do today. that so yeah. we, like Siokakai, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like one of our well, my favorite pastimes. You pretty much just people watch. Mm. Um, it's just interesting, just seeing, just looking at the different people and um, seeing everyday life. I don't know, but just reading that, I just cr- I just cracked up laughing at that. Um, but there's so much in here. Um, the Haamonga, which is a, a famous a, attraction in Tonga. So the, do you know much about the story? behind the Ha'amonga? Uh, a little bit. Mm. They call it um, Ha'amonga Maui, mm-hmm. which means um, Maui's Ha'amonga. Um, and Maui is a, uh, I guess, Tongan myth, legend, that connects through many of the Pacific Islands. Yep. And um, some people um, kind of relate it or um, say it's similar to Stonehenge. It's a yeah, Tongan version. Yeah, the Tongan version of Stonehenge is kind of um, one of the things that people say. So yeah. there's, um, if you go there, there's actually pathways that you can see go down, which shows, I don't know much about it, but it shows um, the changing of the seasons through the sun and where it oh. um, rises and mm-hmm. sets. Yeah. 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 And I thought this album was really interesting because um, my grandma was born the year before this was <laughs> this was made. So it's just so cool for me to see what Donga was like when my grandma was growing up and like what the lifestyle was like and just seeing how they used to dress. Like I would have never imagined that they dressed the way they do in these images. So mm. yeah, I hope you get the opportunity to come and look at these photos for the, uh, at the exhibition. At the, yeah. so, you, so you're going to show this something out of these albums? Yeah. yeah. Um, we have picked quite a few um, that we <laughs> yeah. definitely found super interesting um, that we will have on display and even a few, um, don't see the physical form that we'll have them digitized as well yeah yeah Yeah. really cool i love that um in this album as well another thing to note um is that they actually have the original like fales that people used to live in so not so um yeah i'll see if i can find is is that tapa or yeah that's um, her making she's making tapa there Mm. yeah they still that's still a practice today and this is the um bark that they take to make the tapa tapa let me see if I could quickly flick through. Um, so, you know, they've got a fale compared to a house that is built from, oh, or is built from the Western idea, I guess. Mm. Um, but just seeing the differences in that, in that, in that time, that that was still around, because technically it's not that long ago, 1928. No. No. So that, not yet that was, 100 years. No. <laughs> that was really interesting. Close. Yeah, and making coconut oil. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Frangipani scented. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, the other thing we brought is a Tongan, a Bible that's in Tongan, and I'm pretty sure it's from the 1800s. Oh yeah, 1862. Oh right, yeah. So um. We just thought this was really interesting because of the way they spell a lot of the words is very different. So they use B's and J's, which we no longer have in our Tongan alphabet. So we thought that was really interesting. And also the influence that um, Christianity has had in Tonga, like the biggest sign is that we have a cross on our flag <laughs> um, and how important Christianity has become in, in, in 
in Tonga, so we just thought that this was a really important piece to have on display. Yeah, in the, in the um, case as well, definitely. Um, and so mm. the passage we've chosen to have the Bible open on is when Moses splits the Red Sea. And the reason why we chose that is because it relates to Moana, which is one of the main themes of the exhibition. Mm -hmm. And also the Red Sea sometimes where, with the MMT games, do you know much about the rugby league? <laughs> and the, So there's like a big buzz with um, our Tongan rugby league team because they've been doing quite well with um, versing bigger countries. Yeah. And when the games go on, they often refer to us as the Red Sea with all of us so we thought that would be a very cool link to today and the Red Sea and the Bible of Moses splitting the Red Sea. I love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Cool. And um, are there other things that, you know, when you had a look at material you had to make a decision about what goes in in an exhibition context and what doesn't? Do you want to tell us a little bit about that decision-making process and whether there's things that aren't making it to the case but you want to share? Um, a a little bit, I think, because um, the the daimi we're oh, probably yeah. not gonna use that. Um, so there are some original um, Tongan newspapers, the daimyo Tonga from the eighteen hundreds. Um, it was interesting just going through it and seeing what they used to publish about um, some of the news, way different to what we would be talking about today. But um, as as cool as I think the paper is, and just seeing it in its form. Um, I think um, when we were talking about how we would link our content to the overall exhibition, um, didn't have much of a connection. So it's definitely something cool, but probably just for this particular exhibition. Um, yeah. Good for the community. Yeah. To know, yeah. Yeah. That we I have mean, it. It has mm. lots of. Does it talk a lot about different families and it does. rivals of things? And yeah. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> the first page is literally just um, what time these ships are going and coming. Mm. Um, Good for family history research. Yes, eh? yeah. yeah. But other than that, I just thought that that was really cool, but that is something that we unfortunately are going to leave out of our case. Is there something happening in Henderson specific? Yeah, so I think um, the idea is that um, with the Fekke having eight tentacles, there are eight different libraries that specialists are um, placed at. So Henderson being one of them will have a mini little um, display connecting the Waitoi Atea exhibition to us because I've uh, curated the Tongan case and I would know a little bit more about Tongan history than the other islands. I might base our little display probably around the Tongan um, history and culture. Mm. Yeah, I think we've said it, but just being a part of the whole process, definitely an eye-opener. Um, we've learnt a few things too in terms of, um, well, we found out about the Mohe Gono today. Uh, we had no idea, number one, what this was, number two, what anyone was talking about, because I've heard about it over the last few weeks, that there was a document coming from Auckland Uni referring to something called the Mohegon Gono, but I, I was completely clueless. Um, Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we got, we, got, we got the document today, and it turns out it was, a, it was a weapon, it was a club, that one of the high chiefs in the 18... 70s, 1860s? I think that's when the document... Late, yeah, or the document is from the late 1800s. Mm. Um, it was a high chief's war club and um, it was special in that when it, it used to warn him when enemies were coming and that it, were, it would shake and rattle. Mm. Um, and it was destroyed, 
but there were replicas well there was a replica made but um we couldn't we haven't been able to find an image um that is confirmed of what it looked like so Mm. we've all just kind of been like imagining our own versions by the description of the text that was given yeah Um, what else was really cool that was through this process was that um seller turned to facebook and it just shows (laughs) the power of social media she just searched mohikonokono and an image came up of what it could possibly possibly look like we're just trying to figure out if it's the right one but um yeah, that's, it's been just this morning we've learned so much. Yeah. And then asking our family and our parents, they know a lot about it. And it just shows, like, um, the stuff is from ages before we were born, and yet we still have connections and our parents still know about it. Yeah. So it also brings to, like, the oral history and the, the rich oral history that we have as Tongans and Pacifica um, peoples and just trying to find out how we can bring um, our oral histories to light and... Yeah. Um, make sure that it's known about because this is stuff that I'm really interested in mm-hmm. and I love to learn about and so um, we're really lucky that we have parents and aunties and stuff that we can turn to and ask yep. but I know a lot of um, us a lot of us speaking in the diaspora don't have the same um, connection so that mm. they can figure out um, learn more about their history and stuff so yeah I just feel really honored and blessed to be a part of this um, <laughs> yeah. this whole process it was yeah what you were saying about oral history oral history it was definitely proved today um where um we couldn't actually find any kind of um written um info on the mohikonokono um when darren first told me about it i couldn't find anything i had no idea what this was um and then just ask you asked your uncle i asked my dad and they answered straight away they knew so, exactly what it was. Yeah. So. so fantastic yeah. that that intergenerational transmission has now happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's awesome. Thank you so much for making the time today. No, thank you for having us. Yeah, that was perfect. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You can visit the exhibition from the 17th of March to the 19th of July 2020 at Tāmaki Pātaka Kōrero, the Central City Library, on Level 2, Monday to Friday, 9 till 5, and Saturday and Sunday, 10 till 4. If you've enjoyed this track, please feel free to like or share to spread the word.